There's a war on for the soul of America, an ideological, political, and spiritual war. Will America abandon her place as a last beacon of hope in an ever-darkening world? Or will she rise again and lead the world into a new era of freedom and prosperity? I am your host, Phil Hotzenpeller, and this is American Faith Battleground. I'm Phil Hotzenpeller, and I'm here with AmericanFaith.com. Battleground is the name of this show. I'll tell you what, if there ever was a time in American history we were in a battle, it is now. It is a battle for the souls and the minds of the human race, quite honestly. And what's happening in America on every doorstep, it seems like, is confusion, and it's coming from the top. I don't know if you saw this article, it was in AmericanFaith.com, and the headlines are Supreme Court nominee Jackson can't define a woman because she's not a biologist. Now, I read that headline, I thought, well, surely we've made a mistake here, but Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brown Jackson, Tuesday said during her confirmation hearing that she could not define the term woman. Question was, from uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, can you provide a definition for the word woman? And she said, no. Now, she is a Harvard Law School graduate. She said, I can't. Blackburn repeated, you can't, question mark? Not in this context. I'm not a biologist, stated Jackson. Blackburn appeared surprised by Jackson's inability to find the term, saying, so you believe the meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition. Well, if you look up Google, they can tell you maybe we should have Google run for the Supreme Court. Uh, Google defines a woman as an adult female human being. Uh, You want to find out what a woman is? Just ask some 17-year-old boy in high school. He can tell you what a woman is. There's little doubt about this. And yet we've got this woman who's being considered for the highest position in the land when it comes to determining law, what's right, what's wrong, where we're going to go as a society. Biden said on Twitter last month that uh, he was proud of nominating Judge Jackson to serve on the Supreme Court because she is one of our nation's brightest legal minds. Well, it doesn't sound like she's very bright. In fact, my dad used to have a term for this. He said, well, she's not or he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Hey, I'm not sure she's even in the drawer based on what I see here. She cannot because she's not a biologist. Well, you know, I want to tell you, I I went down and I looked this up and I said, well, it's pretty clear the background behind it had she'd praised uh, in the New York Times a critical race theory based on the 1619 Project and its author, Uh, Hannah Jones during a Martin Luther King Day address at the University of Michigan two years ago. This might be part of the problem, critical race theory. In January 2020 lecture titled Black Women Leaders in the Civil Rights Movement Era and Beyond. Now, how did she even come up with that title if she doesn't know what a woman is? Anyway, she described uh, Hannah Jones as an acclaimed investigative journalist and highlighted Hannah Jones' provocative assertion that America was not born in 1776, uh, but rather 1619. And we have to go back because we want to somehow make people guilty of some crime that they did not commit or alleged to commit, according to uh, the American view of life. 
This acclaimed investigative journalist, supposedly, Hannah Jones, who happens to be a black woman, I guess she's a woman, I don't know what a woman is, according to the Supreme Court nominee, explains that men who drafted and enacted the Constitution founded this nation on certain ideals, freedom, equality, democracy. Jackson said at the time, yet at the time of the formulated these principles, the institution of slavery already existed in the colonies ever since the year 1619, when 20 to 30 Africans who had been captured in their homeland arrived in the colonies by ship and were exchanged for goods. Hey, no one's denying slavery's bad. No one's denying it shouldn't happen. Uh, that's, and no one wants that to ever happen again to any human being. And yet at the same time, I don't want a Supreme Court justice sitting up there who can't even tell me what a woman is. Uh, Jones highlighted the irony of the situation even further when she notes that the very moment that Thomas Jefferson penned the self-evident truths of the Declaration of Independence, a black relative, a slave, had been brought into his office to serve him. Jackson went on to say, thus, it is Jones' provocative thesis that America was born in 1776 was not the perfect union that it purported to be, that it actually only through hard work, struggles, sacrifices of African Americans over the past two uh, centuries that the United States has finally become a free nation that the framers initially touted. Interesting, huh? Well, I think that this, for me, brings up uh, a lot of questions. I, I'm sure you're thinking about this as well. Uh, I picked up an article here from the BBC. This was February 4th of last year. And it, uh, the title of it is, China Promotes Education Drive to Make Boys More Manly. This was by Carrie Allen. And it says that uh, there's a trend among the young Chinese males toward feminization he claimed, and would inevitably, here's what they say, would endanger the survival and the development of the Chinese nation unless it was effectively managed. So now what's happening here? Well, over here in America, we're pushing this you know, critical race theory, we're, we're pushing identity uh, politics on every side, and, and really what it, it is, it's bringing confusion to what really is a pretty clear thing. Male, female, simple, right? Well, apparently not. China started noticing that in a, in a country dominated in, in terms of percentages by males because of the one-child policy and uh, the aborting of females, they noticed that their guys were getting a little bit uh, feminine. And uh, I think the ratio is somewhere around 60-40 or 70-30. It's a, it's a crazy number. And so I think what they said was, wow, we don't have enough women for all the guys, and the guys are starting to act like girls and we're seeing a trend here, we're gonna stop that. So there's a push to make boys more manly, to try to get them into that zone because they say uh, it really comes down to we can endanger, now listen to what they say, this is a quote, the survival and development of the Chinese nation unless we stop this trend of taking boys, turning them into girls, and girls turning them into guys. Well, I know something about this, being a, a theologian and, and being a, a bit of a, a, of a lover of the Word of God and study it. I don't claim to be uh, to know every angle of it, but I can tell you one thing. I can read the Word of God. Listen to what it says in Genesis chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, this is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In that day, God created man. That's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. He made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day that they were created. Now, let's just kind of walk back through this. So um, I'm, I believe the Bible is true. I believe the God of the Bible is the, the only true God. 
And you may not believe that, but I fully affirm it. And my Bible says this, that God created man, period. It doesn't say he created 40 genders. It says he created man in the likeness of God. So somehow we are image bearers of God. And this process somehow allowed for uh, him to create both male and female, those with a womb, those without a womb, those with a womb were female, and they gave birth to children. And this is how uh, the world was going to be populated in the days of creation and moving forward. So let's think about what is creation. Creation is the belief that the universe and living organisms originate from specific acts of divine creation, as in the biblical account, rather than by a natural process such as evolution. All right, so we have two worldviews here. One worldview says God created all things. That's a biblical worldview. The other worldview says, no, I believe, I'm in a naturalistic worldview. I believe in evolution and that one time we were single-cell amoeba and we somehow uh, came together, uh, grew a, a fin, uh, and the fin fell off. We grew a tail. The tail dropped off, and then we ended up running for Congress or Senate. How about that? Uh, that's basically what evolution says, that you given enough time uh, that the animal world will just evolve into human beings, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. When I read in my Bible, Genesis 1.26, it says we're created in the image of God. And the reason that's so important is because it gives us identity. Oh, not the identity they're trying to sell you today, but the identity that says, no, God created you as a unique human being a special person with gifts and talents and abilities. And every time you try to alter that, you try to be somebody else, you try to pose, you try to, you know, to put on an air, you try to do a skill you're not skilled at, you're going to, to find that you're running against the way that God created you in his image. And if people just get back to God loves you, God really does love you, God created you, and God made you very unique and very special. Uh, when we think about gender, we realize that God says it's male and female. He made it pretty simple. It's not a choice. Uh, men and women are different. They're different in hormones, in brains, in chromosomes, and bodies. Now, you wouldn't know that uh, unless you really just kind of opened your eyes up and looked. I mean, that's how complicated this. We've got a, we've got a swimmer right now who says he's a girl, and he's, uh, he's swimming and winning some uh, meets. Uh, I don't think he's won anything because he was rated something like 457 as a male swimmer. And the only way that he could finally get some success was to claim to be a woman and then try to uh, show up and win. And what we're really doing is we're, we're destroying, we're attacking womanhood. This is intentional, by the way, when it comes to this whole um, you know, critical race theory. We've got to destroy certain things in order to make way for something else. Uh, peer studies do not change science. We got peer studies that say, well, you know, yeah, uh, they identify as a male, a female. I was getting on the highway the other day and I, I saw the carpool lane. It was empty and I wondered, I wonder if, could I identify as they and driving the carpool lane? Uh, I'm not sure the, uh, the highway patrolman who pulled me over would see it my way. That's how ridiculous and how crazy this is. Creation, mankind, the critical race theory entirely violates the biblical worldview. If you're a Christian, and you've embraced the critical race theory, I want you to know you are violating the word of God. All, the only thing you can do to justify this is say the Bible is not the word of God. 
suggesting that people are defined by their race rather than individual acts or attitudes. Hey, I grew up in a day where you judge someone uh, and you accepted someone, you valued someone based on did they do what they say they would do? Were they people of character? Were they the kind of people that you want living next door that you trusted? Were they the kind of people that if they had a son or a daughter, you'd want them to marry or date your son or your daughter? It was really, really simple. Now it's so confusing, we don't even know what's going on there. And the, and the educational system, the government school system, I don't call it public, it's really the government school system, is forcing this idea down on our children. I just uh, saw an article where kids in Texas were marching for gay pride. And, and I'm thinking, they don't even know what this means. But they're being indoctrinated. They're being, they're being coerced. They're being transformed and changed. And this is a great violation. In fact, Jesus said, when you cause a little one to stumble, and that's what they're doing, you cause a little one to stumble, a child to stumble, it would be better in eternity had you put a millstone around your neck and thrown yourself into the ocean. In other words, God takes this very, very seriously, and so should we. Hey, I'm your host, Phil Hotzenpeller, with BattlegroundAmericanFaith.com. Thank you for spending some time with me today. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. I want to thank you for listening to American Faith Battleground. 